From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 596. Today's show is brought to you by Pen Chalet and Squarespace. Happy New Year. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad Dowdy. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year, Mike Hurley. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm very good. I'm happy to be back recording the show. Hope everybody had a good holidays. Hope everybody had a good New Year's. Yeah, same. I'm definitely glad to be back. I was kind of anxious for yesterday being Tuesday the Mm -hmm. 2nd to just, that's when the normal schedule kicked back in. Even though I worked all of last week, it's still a little bit weird, like not working like on a bunch of Mondays in a row and then having like a bunch of three day weekends in a row, which is all like great. But my head, the way my brain works around work, it's like, I'm kind of ready to get back into the schedule again. So, uh, got a lot done yesterday, my first work day of the year, and now we're right back into the uh, podcasting flow, which always feels great. I love uh, talking about this stuff, obviously. So, this is um, this is a really fun time of year to talk about stationery, I think. Always is. Yeah, so I want to start this off with the big picture. So, yep. you know, we're, we'll have some news and links later. I want to talk about some product stuff, but I want to jump right into themes for 2024, Mike. And this is kind of follow-up to your episode with CGP Gray on Cortex Mm -hmm. um, about your yearly theme. So why don't you give give us the pitch, even though we've we've talked about it before. We might have some new listeners picking us up today. Give us the quick pitch on the themes, and then we'll definitely have a link in the show notes to where you can catch the most recent uh, uh, yearly themes episode over at Cortex. All right. Hello, I'm Mike Hurley, and I'm here to tell you resolutions suck and no one should do them. Instead of setting a resolution at the start of the year where you set yourself up to fail by setting a goal that you're inevitably not going to meet and then be disappointed about, instead of that, you set a theme, which is an overall idea of how you would like to approach your year, then becoming a guide for your personal or professional and both, maybe, life throughout the period. So you would like... For example, let me give you an example. So you may say to yourself, hey, I want to read a bunch of books this year and I'm going to read 20 books. And then you read 19 books and you failed. But you read loads of books. So if instead you said, I'm going to have a year of reading, you can just read more. Maybe you read books, but maybe you change and you start reading magazines. Maybe you start reading papers because you're a scientist or something mm. like that, and then you've achieved your year of reading. So a yearly theme is more like a guide. It's a word or a phrase that you give for yourself for you to follow throughout the year as you're approaching different uh, decisions or questions as the year progresses. You can use your theme as a guide to help you make the right decisions. So you set something much more broad, much more kind to yourself, and it will allow you to have a framework to, to have some change. If you're interested in this after today, and you want uh, some suggestions for themes, uh, the Cortex brand Instagram account is currently going through the 12 days of themes, where for the first 12 days of the year, we are posting a theme suggestion, and they're pretty in-depth with lots of uh, journaling prompts that you can use and ideas for how you could maybe make one of these themes your theme or just give you kind of like an overall idea of how you could make a theme of your own. And that's kind of the crossover between Cortex and the Pen Addict because a lot of us are looking at these themes and have uh, belief in the system, but a lot of us, and a lot of us use 
these analog tools mm-hmm. to help track or manage, or maybe your your theme is you know the year of stationary that you're actually going to use your stuff more, you know whatever that entails. So there is a lot of crossover, which is why I like to talk about it at least on this first episode of the year. Then maybe check in later at the end of the year. But y'all really really cover it well over at Cortex. So I'm going to talk about my theme, but why don't you give everyone uh, a little preview of mm-hmm. what your theme is for 2024? Yeah, 2024 for me is the year of people. So I feel like over the last few years especially, I've gotten myself into a situation where for me to be able to achieve the things that I want to achieve whilst also maintaining a high quality of work across everything I'm already doing, uh, I need to have more people around me to help me realize this stuff. Um, This is me letting go of the reins a little bit more, letting people uh, with different skills take over different areas of work that I'm doing. Um, it's also about me seeking help from people um, that I may not have otherwise before and bringing people in to help me get where I want to be. This is building out like teams and practices and strategies, having people work together without me needing to be involved. Um, and also I have a new assistant who helps me manage my projects now and is becoming like the bottleneck to the work that I want to do. Everything has to kind of pass through her and she'll help me understand if and how I'm able to do a certain thing. And then also in that, understanding the ways that she can then take things off my plate for me and go and do them. Uh, another part of this, which sits in quite nicely, is this is uh, the 10th year of Relay FM this year. So I'm going to be spending a lot of time thinking about people, the people that have helped make this happen. And then, of course, in the summer, in July, we have our live show where there'll be a lot of people. Mm-hmm. coming to watch us so that's my year uh, theme for this year year people yeah i really enjoyed listening to that episode both you and gray's themes for this year a lot of it uh, kind of resonates with me like mm-hmm. one of the things i'm bad at is asking for help with things yeah you know and that's like goes into the overall like people context is like you know i could do better work if i was a little bit more open to asking for help and not just being frustrated and doing certain things. So yeah, that's a, mm-hmm. a really, really good theme. So um, I had been percolating on my theme most of the fall and winter thinking about, yep. I wasn't really thinking of it as a theme yet, but you've probably heard me talk about it here on the show, how I'm sometimes frustrated with my tracking of things or just wanting to do a better job at being thorough um, when I'm talking about things and, you know, wrapping better context around conversations. And so this theme idea came about from the the desire to to kind of track more information, to have more data, to think about, you know, things in a different way, in a more just kind of accurate a thorough manner. So I came up with a term that I like where it could have been like the year of data or the year of tracking. And mm-hmm. those sound, I didn't like how those sounded to me. So what I came up with for my theme of 2024 is the year of recording. Okay. And that encompasses a lot of things, right? It's a much better term than the very strict term like the year of data, which I would, that just even kind of makes me cringe. It's like, I would totally fail. (laughs) Like, even though you can't really fail a theme, you can just really not do as well as you hope to. But the year of recording made more sense to me because like one simple example is I always get to the end of the year and 
I really don't have a grasp on what my favorite products of the year were other than what's currently in my head at the time, right? I want a way to kind of uh, track these things throughout the year, have uh, different prompts to remind me to do these things and different prompts that allow me to remember things as we go. So when it comes to the end of the year, like I talked about last year, it's like, hey, why can't I have certain products of the year? It's like, well, I couldn't do it last year because I felt like I wouldn't be thorough enough. So that's like one little bit of it, Mm -hmm. right? So I am thinking about how I'm going to track my pens and inks that I use, you know, and any writing instruments, right? And paper and things like that. How am I going to track my stationary usage? Um, I'm literally just tracking it on a pen and paper right now, but that's not a tenable, you know, 365 day a year option. So I'm starting on paper for this month. And as I go through the month, I'm going to start dabbling and seeing how I want to digitally capture this because I do want to be able to sort, you know, and tag and, and search this, this recording that I'm doing, this data that I'm collecting. So I am going to have to use some type of spreadsheet, some type of database, some type of database, some type of app, you know, whether it's as simple as Google sheets or something more complex. Um, we'll see. So that's one part of the recording. Um, I also want to, dabble a little bit in video content not necessarily doing like Mm -hmm. youtube reviews or anything like that or not even maybe not even youtube at all but just pushing out a little bit more fun short form content you know not in the youtube shorts kind of way or the like the instagram reels kind of way but more in just like fun little storytelling type of content you know one to three minute little storytelling additional content that I can create. I don't even know where I would post them. Maybe still maybe on Instagram or YouTube, but more like a vlog style format. That's something I've never really done before, but I've always enjoyed that type of content that I see, you know, it's, it's in this gap. I feel like there's this range between like a YouTube short and a 10 minute video review. I think there's a little bit of storytelling that can happen. Yeah in that space in that like one to three minute space to where we can have some interesting conversations, uh, some ideas. So I'm trying to, uh, you know, flex that creative muscle a little bit, right? Like I'm always thinking about creating new things and making new things and not executing on them. Right. Just because like you, like I'm busy enough as it is, but I always want to do different things, right? I'm always trying to create things too. So that's one part of the year of recording is to do a, a few things like that. And it wouldn't be like a frequent overwhel- too overwhelming to my schedule type of thing. But if I could do one of those a month, that would be that would be a lot. Like if I could make like a fun little three minute video once a month, that would be really cool. Like I think I would be down for something like that. Yeah. So I'm going to play around with that. Um, and then I'm just going to have some general life recording type of stuff you know, maybe just for my personal use or maybe just for random for like on my micro dot blog. Like I listen to a ton of music and I just kind of want to put down some notes on the things I listen to music. Yeah. So maybe like a little media log on my micro dot blog. So I've already set up, I'm, I've started writing some things just in Ulysses. I created a new folder called music. So I'm just writing some notes on the things that I listen to and I'm probably going to publish that. So cool. recording things, uh, thinking about things a little bit different, Um, you know, I've started, um, you know, I really want to like 
discuss like music a little bit more, right? So like micro.blog is a good place for that. And it just lives on kind of its own little home there. And anyone can go see it over at brad.micro.blog. There's not much on there now, just like my general, general post, but I'm going to make some more specific posts. So like I'm reading a lot of music content, you know, like I signed up for, I've had a last FM account for, I don't know, a couple of years. And like, I signed up for that. I like seeing all the tracking that's going in that. So I'm recording things there. Like I just followed a new website that's just come out called crucialtracks.org. Everyone should go check that out. They have some really good music content on there. So I am just scratching these different itches that I have that kind of let my brain go into a different space, right? Like you can't do the thing that you do all the time, right? I can't do stationary 100% of my waking hours, right? Mm. And I, I never have. Like, I've been actually pretty good about segmenting that. But I have these different creative itches I want to expand on a little bit more. And I think the year of recording kind of summarizes a lot of the little things that I want to do that if I'm successful doing them will make my year better, just like, um, you know, better content for the pen addict, better headspace for thinking about things differently. Um, better knowledge for learning things differently, you know, things like that. So that's kind of what I'm looking at for the year of recording, uh, just in general. So uh, this is top tier theming from my perspective, because you have, a couple of things that are different from each other that both fit into the theme name. Yes. Right? So you have like recording things that you love, but then also recording video, right? Like mm-hmm. I, 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 mm-hmm. I really like that. I, I, I really like when you can find, like what I did, right? Like I have people is about like working with people, but it's also spending time with people. Like this mm-hmm. is like a. I think that that's really fun, and it's one of my favorite things about themes is when you can, because you have it as a guide, not as like a strict rule of any specific any like specificity. Mm-hmm. You can fit multiple things that you want to achieve in your life in there, and that also helps you in feeling like you've been successful when you come to review it later on in the year, because you you give yourself multiple chances to to be effective. Um, yeah, so I think you've done. A, I think this is really cool. I love it. Good. Yeah, it, it's funny how sometimes with the theme, and I've I've done this for many many years, not as many years as you have, but sometimes when you land on the the correct naming, like if I named this the yes. year of data or the year of tracking, like I wouldn't be able to say a bunch of the things that no. I wanted to say. But when I landed on the year of recording, it's like all the things I want to do fit in that. It starts right? it was, to slot it was, together. It becomes like yeah, an inspiration. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it was almost like I backed into the name. I basically thought about and wrote down the things I wanted to do mm-hmm. and then thought about like what's kind of all the common thing theme here. And yep. it's like, well, I'm recording all of this stuff. And some of it's like literally recording. Hey, record more videos. Some of it's, you know, tracking what pen I use. So it kind of fit. Uh, I, I was kind of... Uh, came up with that only like a few weeks ago, literally after months of thinking about it, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's, just, I think about this stuff a lot. So uh, yeah, it was good. I feel, uh, I feel good about it. I've already started some things. Like literally my only hang up, like the one thing I'm kind of anxious about and, and I will solve this problem like, you know, here in the next month or maybe two is the digital part of the data collection. 
Like I, I have to have something like, I'm not going to be able to, I'm not going to get to the end of the year and look at pages of handwritten, what pen did I use today <laughs> list and have that be valuable. So I'm going to figure out what I'm going to do with that. Whether it's sheets, you know, maybe I'll, I, you, I know you talked about notion a lot. Maybe like there's something in notion that I can notion would be good. set up for this. So I'm looking at those different, uh, database and, uh, spreadsheet type of things. So, um, you know, air table and, you know, just that type basic a good, Google Sheets good and things I think you like could do that. a lot so, of it in Notion, though, that what you can yeah. do in that table, and then you also open yeah. yourself up to being able to do more with that content. You know, you can write yeah. about stuff and, and things right. like that, which and, could be interesting. Right, and I've also looked at shortcuts, which I don't use. Like, I don't okay. have any shortcuts. And it's like, you know, I could track this with a shortcut. Just have, Just hit the shortcut prompt mm-hmm. for when I use a new item and then mm-hmm. fill out the little things and yeah. then uh, append that to whatever, you know, database or sheet that I'm using, even if it's just a text file for now, you know, so uh, those are the type of things I'm looking at in the next, uh, next, you know, few weeks as I, once I get, I need to, I need to collect this data first and yeah. then I'm going to kind of figure out how I want to sort it. And then hopefully by like next month, I'll be able to have like a better answer for the digital side of this. My only challenge to you will be to find a way to incorporate um, thinking about the theme or reflecting about the theme in your journal practice. Okay. So obviously I'm not telling you to use a theme system journal. I don't sure. think you need to because you are already a journaler. Um, mm-hmm. But I, th- I, I genuinely believe that it, but a theme becomes most effective if it's integrated into some kind of frequent reflection. Okay. Because I just makes, wrote a note called reflecting check-in. Yeah. You've, so you, I really feel like it's figure out what that timing is because it, if your theme is a guide, you need to keep mm-hmm. it front of mind. And one Correct. of the best ways to do that for me and for others we've found over time is to have some kind of daily thought about it. Like something that I've seen a lot of people do that aren't journalists, they like make a phone background with the word, mm-hmm. stuff like mm-hmm. that. Right? So like you, sure. You've got to keep it front of mind. And I, I think it works for journaling and because you are, we're going to talk about it later, a prolific journaler. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I would really recommend having it. Well, if you do any habit tracking, stuff like that, you could put it in there. Um, all that all that kind of stuff, I think, is genuinely like a really important part of it to make sure that you're keeping it in your mind every day. Yep, I completely agree. This episode is brought to you by our friends over at Penn Chalet. They have products from your favorite brands. If you're looking for something from Lamy, maybe Pilot, Sailor, Caveco, Monteverde, and so many more. Honestly, every time I go to Penn Chalet, I click the brands list and it feels like it gets bigger and bigger because they are adding new products, new pens, new stationary items. Every couple of weeks, you're going to find new stuff there along with new fantastic discounts. Penn Chalet have rollerballs, fountain pens, ballpoints, mechanical pencils, ink, carrying cases, pen holders, uh, converters, notebooks, so much more. Whatever you need, they've got it. They have fast and reliable customer service. They do uh, shipping internationally with great shipping rates. And if you're in the US, you can get free shipping on orders of over $75. Pen Chalet has low prices on high quality pens and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. They just want you to be happy. So go to penchalet.com, P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T.com and click the podcast link at the top of the website. Enter the password PENADDICT and you will get your hands and eyes on this week's special offer and to get the code that you need to save 10% on anything at any time at Pen Chalet. Brad, what have you found? 
I'm going to say a sentence that I don't know that I've ever said before in my okay. life, but this cross fountain pen stopped me in my tracks. Uh-oh. <laughs> I, 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 I was going down the list here. I was like, is this a sailor? And then it's like, no, it's a cross Bailey light fountain pen. Then I looked over. I was like, what is this pen? I've never seen it before. What is it? Then I look over and it's at a price that's obnoxiously cheap. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this it must be kind of an entry level cross fountain pen but it looks really really nice this would be great for people to test out or to give to people to try fountain pens i mean it's literally it's it's 10.99 i'm just gonna say what it is it's it doesn't look like that like i said when i pulled up this image i was like oh what is this sailor doing in here that's what this pen looks like and it's super super cheap and uh it it looks looks really nice um I also saw uh, further down one of my favorite pens, the Montegrappa Elmo. That is an so incredible the, price. I was just I was going to bring that up if you didn't. Yeah, yeah. Well, that one always catches my eye because it's just one of my favorite pens. I have a couple of different models of these. Um, so this is the Elmo O2. Um, they have these really Montegrappa does this kind of like a striated material. I guess is the best way to call it. It's something that they do in house. And yeah, like I said, I've got two different models. Um, with that type of pattern, I have another uh, Montegrappa Elmo. I have a couple. Gosh, I have wow. I'm thinking about this. I, yeah, I think I have about four pens <laughs> that fit into this category. So this is one of my favorite pens, just to use. It's a wonderful writer. The nibs are great, and it's just cool looking. So, um, and like you said, they're at a really really good price. And um, I'll always mention now when they sneak in the Pelican replacement nibs because I got. Uh, such a nice thank you note for someone someone saying, oh my gosh, I'm glad you said that. So they had an 800 nib in there before, which is what I got the email on. They have a 600 nibs available now, uh, loose sailor, uh, excuse me, loose pelican replacement nibs in there. So uh, I will always mention those because that's not something you see very often. So there you go. A bunch of good stuff out there. Penchalet.com, P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T.com. Click the podcast link at the top of the website. Use the password PENADDICT. You'll be able to see these offers and also get a code you need to save 10% on anything at any time at Pen Chalet. Our thanks to Pen Chalet for their continued support into 2024 and uh, their support of Relay FM as well. Thank you. All right, Mike, we got our shout out of the week. Shout out of the week. I don't think I've ever done a big company shout out, but I cannot help but want to share the Instagram feed of Pilot Korea. Okay. I put in a, a statement <laughs> basically what the heck is going on over there. So if you go over to their feed, I, I this started I had been following them already and I'd start to see these in my Instagram feed, Pilot Cinema. Get tickets now. Huh. All this stuff popping up in here. <laughs> you okay over there? This, this is odd. <laughs> <laughs> so basically I said, what the heck is going on here? So the more I read and the more I dug into this, Pilot Korea ran a pop-up shop at this location uh, during the holiday season. So I'm guessing it's over now. I think like the last post is like, see you next year. But it's literally, think like um, about the size of, I don't know, like a small trailer or like an RV sized building. You know, just a little rectangle, but it's Pilot Cinema now showing, and you go in and you get tickets, and then they have all the new pens you can try. Why is it, it a is, cinema though? I, I yet to figure this out. There is an ET. Uh, <laughs> there's an ET call out in one of these posts. Um, you know, with the uh, you know the bike ride through the moon type of thing. Let me see if we can translate that. Yeah, they I've also seen like lots of La La Land things. Yeah, it seems like you could pick up 
Yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> oh, there's a there's a lot of things going on mm. here. But yeah, it's wild. So if you haven't seen this, I wanted to give him a shout out because I'm impressed. Like this is this is like a lot of work <laughs> to come up with this whole idea. And they they have, you know, probably 20 images. Um 20 images on here to kind of sort through what they're doing, but huh. uh I it they just I thought it was like a one-off thing and then they just kept coming through the feed. So I was like, I got to share this. I got to share this, even though it looks like it's over now. So they now say the pilot cinema to be continued. So we'll, uh, maybe we'll see them next year. So um, one of the things I noticed they did have um, in the pilot Korea feed and which I'd start to see elsewhere, the new friction. Y, I guess is what we're going to you know call what, it. W A Y. You know what, Brad? <laughs> what? I'm going to say why just in general <laughs> to the pilot friction. I had to buy some Pilot Frictions today, Brad Dowdy, which made me very mad. Let me just tell you the day that I've had today, right? Yeah, let's go. I woke up this morning to an email from a very friendly person who said, Mm -hmm. I bought the Sidekick Notepad and I love it. I'm a Pilot Friction user, and Mm -hmm. when I erase, it erases the dots from the paper. Really? And so I replied and said, this is very strange. (laughs) <laughs> I've n- not you were the first person that I've seen but I don't really know what to do about this like I have no solution for you that's that's where that is so far because I don't I, okay. d- I have no idea what to say about that um, now I'm really thinking about this okay so I have now bought some pile of frictions mm-hmm. did you get the why <laughs> I just bought the ones that have the tribal tattoos on them because I figured I might as well <laughs> yeah, just go sure. all in uh, Okay, that's the original. That's the OG. You yeah. should have entered the ball knock zone, Mike. That's what you should have done. I just was. I wanted to get as cheaply as possible uh, <laughs> on Amazon. And while Tribal I was walking ones. down the street today to the studio, uh-huh. I saw a billboard for the Pilot Friction. Yeah, baby. I'm being haunted, Brad, by the Pilot They're Friction. They're taking over the world. They're it's taking over the world. Uh, Next so, thing yeah, you know, you're going to have a I rocket mean, book. To me, this feels like one of those things where, like, Maybe it's just pulling up the ink. I, I don't know. I don't. But I sure. don't even know Who how knows? it would do that. Like a regular I eraser mean, does not do this to the paper. So I don't know what's going on. That is odd. That is super odd. They may so, yeah. be like what I think could potentially be happening. And I just saw this mentioned by Jen in the chat. They may just be erasing so hard they're pulling off the top layer of the paper or something. Right? Is like what they're doing. Like they're just erasing too hard. Um, yeah, but you would think a traditional eraser would do an even worse job at that. Like it would be more aggressive. Yeah, I I guess it just depends how much you erase. I, like honestly, I said, I'm I really know. thinking about this too much already. Like I really want to, I really want to test this out. Like they sent me an image. Sure. Right, and I can see that it's happening. So now I've just I've bought some some friction, but it's just like <laughs> I hate this pen. I hate everything it stands for, and now well, it's you causing bought the tribal one. You bought the tribal one. It doesn't get worse than that. I love the friction, but I'm not that one. <laughs> I hate the friction. I hate all of them, and so I just figured if I don't like it, I may as well get the worst one. Uh, okay, and I also just went to Amazon. What is cheapest is what I was looking yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Because so. I don't want these things, but now now I have now they're on the way to me. So I got that to look forward to. I almost didn't put this in the show notes, and I'm glad I did. Because there's really not much to say. These whys, I mean, Why? other than the name. Why the other friction? Than the name. This one is actually what the friction should be because it's a lot of lighter pastel colors. I mean, there's black and red, but a lot of them, it's sand beige, dry peach. Maybe, cheek, maybe cheek I should just Do we need cheek this, pink? tell this person they should like just put the sidekick in the microwave. 
Ah, uh, true. Freezer. Mm-hmm. Freezer brings them back. Freezer will bring back the dots. Um, yeah. So the heat, the heat will make it disappear. Then the freezer mm-hmm. will bring them back. That's what it is. Perfect. The dots will come back with the freezer. You have friction dots on the sidekick, Mike. I mean, if that is the case, then I might just do use it as a selling point because <laughs> people seem to want to erase everything. So, rocket book to the like, moon, baby. There you go. Now you can erase the dots and <laughs> get a plane pad if you want. So yeah, this I'm is just you know, this is just a thing. Sometimes weird stuff yeah, happens, and you have to try and work out what the deal is, and then maybe yeah. this is now just a thing. Honestly, I'm I'm pretty pleased that this is the first time I've heard this because mm-hmm. I know how popular this dumb pen is, and uh, <laughs> it's an amazing pen. No, they they're terrible. Bad. I'll not stand for your friction slander. Bad pens. Bad idea. <laughs> just idea. own your mistakes. Love it. Or Love use it. a pencil. So, yeah. So this is like when I know. Gosh, was it Rodia? I forget which one. So a lot of inks that get printed on paper will reject fountain pen inks, right? Just the mm-hmm. way the, the inks are. And it's like, eh, it's just kind of like a feature. It's like, that's just the way that ink was printed on there. And it just kind of doesn't play well with the water-based fountain pen ink. And you might just have to find something else in that case. But yeah, they're fine. Very strange. <laughs> they're fine. All right. Let's continue on this paper journey. Mike, I've set up my journals and planners for mm-hmm. 2024. I have a blog post about what I'm using, which I forgot to link in the show notes, but we will have that for the show notes um, in your podcast player of choice. And it's pretty straightforward that I'm continuing what I used previously uh, with one exception. So continuing on from last year, and I don't need to spend a lot of time on these because we've talked about them uh, a lot. I have been successful with my Hobonichi five-year journal year one. So 2023 was my Hobonichi uh, first year of the five-year journal. And I completed the whole thing, Mike. I'm very proud of myself. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to shout out me on that one. And I've started into the second year, which is where the beauty of the five-year journals begin. Because yes. you, I am now writing on January 1st or January 2nd of the following year. So I get to look back at what I wrote last Mm. year on there. So you have to make it through an entire year of the Hobonichi five year to really get to the beauty. So it is a commitment notebook. And I think I've told you like one day I want to try and make a one year version of this idea where like you can come <laughs> back to it every three months because I think you can maybe get a bit more benefit out of that. But like, yeah, that's a project that. for some time in the future because I love this idea. But like, mm-hmm. as you said, it's a one year commitment before it starts to pay off. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. yeah. The payoff is late. <laughs> yeah. In this one. So, um, I mean, you're it's a commitment buying something that's called five year journal but to begin with. But you really don't even get those benefits for a full year. So it, it's a big ask. So like, I get it. I get it. Um, but yes, that's good. I've, I've started my new year in there. I think I've just put in the first. I usually run like a day or two behind. So, um, you know, that's uh, that's been good for me so far. So that stays. The Plotter Narrow also stays. I have um, kind of locked into the planner ability of the plotter to where I can see my week on a single two-page layout that I like. There's a lot of other uh, systems that do that as well. So that's the kind of layout that works for me. And do you have the Techo five-year? 
uh, what's it called? I think it's just, I don't know what the Techo 5 year is called. I mean, they they have a product called the Hobonichi 5 year Techo. I just wanted to yeah, that, that's what, okay, so that's the real name. So it's not the five-year journal, it's the five-year Techo. So okay. my apologies, yes. No The real name necessary. of it is, yeah. So there's an A, and I have the A6 version. Mm. I think there's an A5 version uh, as well. Um, so yeah, the Plotter Narrow um, is my calendars, planners, tasks, to-dos. Very short form type of stuff goes there. Like ideas, I have a lot of lists in there that you know i need to products i need to review that's a list products i need to buy for review that's a list right like those type of things um quick notes and then my weekly plans my weekly schedule what my each of my days looks like and then as i mentioned in the post that i wrote i have the the monthly calendars in the front i went ahead and bought those again for 2024 even though i rarely use them uh, I'm going to try to make sure I integrate that because it'd be pretty easy to integrate some bigger picture stuff like what's the pen show calendar, you know, London trip, things like that. Like just yeah. the broader overview of my year uh, when I usually just get bogged down in the week to week stuff, which is what I really need the most. So um, the third kind of active journal that I have or notebook that I have cropped up, I don't know, only a couple months ago, I've reinstituted the field notes back into my life okay um you would think the plotter could solve some of that you know quick jotting note taking things like that but to me the way i use my plotter it's very work focused and so it contains a lot of pen addict stuff in there so i tend to not use my plotter for random stuff life stuff i don't know for an example like I I wrote down a recipe in like my field notes because I had to go to the grocery store to get certain parts for the certain, you know, items for the recipe. Like that goes in the field notes where like that doesn't really go in the plotter. Um, I wrote down, you know, um, just like some of the, the tasks I need to do, uh, like booking travel, like for the year, like even though some of it's panic related, like just kind of like, hey, I need to jot this down while I'm doing it just so I can, when I'm going to book, here's the dates I have written down so I can refer to them real quick. It's just kind of quick, passive type of stuff. So I've already filled up like half of a field notes just with random stuff in there. Um, you know, I was trying to track what recurring subscriptions I have, you know, those kinds of things in there. Um, what else have I written in here? Uh, I've written some music stuff in here. I've written some video game stuff in here. Like that kind of just like literally random stuff kind of goes in there because I had a notebook that I was using for my everything notebook and I found myself not using it. And I, I really don't understand why. Like that's one of the big questions I have is I have a real beautiful A5 notebook, hardbound, graph paper, beautiful life, noble notebook, and I don't choose to use it very often. And I, I, you can tell by the way I'm hesitating, I really don't understand why, because it should be perfect for this. But I guess I don't have enough portable items that I needed this one portable item, even though my plotter is technically portable and it's why I like it so much. Um, I needed something even smaller and that's where the field notes came back in. So with the lack of use, I guess I've, I've kind of sort of figured it out. The lack of use of my a five hardbound notebook. I've 
removed that from the workflow for now. And I have added in an old friend in the William Hanna notebook. So this is a discbound notebook that was formerly my planner. So it has this, it had the same layout that I use in my plotter right now, but the plotter works better for me because with the William Hanna as my planner, it was <laughs> welcome back, baby. <laughs> um, I was not using it as efficiently. There was more blank space than I wanted. So mm. my plotter solves that issue perfectly. Like That's why I'm so into this plotter narrow that I have. It works so well for me. So the William Hanna converted into a paper testing and sampling notebook to where I have a hole punch for the discbound William Hanna system. And I would take uh, either A5 pages or I would trim down other pages into A5 size, hole punch them, and I would put them in my notebook. And this this Hannah notebook lived at my desk. I took it to pen shows because I could put bank paper and Tomoe River and Claire Fontaine and Midori and Life and Plotter. I had like over, I probably had a dozen types of papers in there to test, which for someone like me is super valuable, right? So I was still using it, but it was more passively if I needed to test something on Tomoe River Original 52 GSM. It was like my little library of papers. So I got to thinking one of my hangups with this A5 notebook is I don't really have a good project-based notebook to where I can have bigger ideas explored more efficiently on paper. And that's where the dis- the beauty of the disbound system comes in as opposed to a hardbound or staple-bound notebook if I want to start a project, let's say I want to build a Retro 51 in 2024, which I might. I'm thinking about it. How many pages in my hardbound A5 notebook do I allocate for that? And these are the problems that I think about that bother me, right? Some people would say, well, it doesn't matter, just write. Well, it's like, well, then I have to at least leave a page or two gap and then continue writing because I don't know how long this is going to take. And the William Hanna solves that. Plus, I can just use other dividers in the William Hanna. Mm-hmm. I can move around the pages as I need. I can have five projects going at once and feel comfortable with the amount of pages that I'm using and not jumping all over an A5 notebook, possibly wasting a bunch of space in there. So that just hit me like one night I was like, oh, I literally have the perfect solution already. I just need to uh, reform the William Hanna back into standard notebook pages. So I, ha- I use the William Hanna paper, which I actually very much like. It's good for fountain pens and all kinds of pens. So I just put, now I just have one type of paper in there and a bunch of dividers, and that's going to be my project notebook uh, going forward. And I'm, I'm actually really excited uh, about that. So um, that's the new notebook, my standard A5 notebook. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I probably only used a third, maybe only a mm. quarter of it. Um, so there's a bunch of extra pages in there. So I, I, I need to think about that. Um, I'm, I'm not happy that I didn't finish that notebook because I finished several other large size notebooks like that before. And I don't know, maybe my needs changed um to the way i'm using things so it doesn't fit as well as hopefully this william hannah is going to fit i don't know i'm a i'm a little frustrated at myself in that but 
in an unanswerable kind of way. Like I, I, I don't know what I've missed and why this didn't work as well as I had planned on it, but I feel good about everything else. Right. So good. like, I'm very, very content. I'm using my field notes right now um, to write the show notes or write, write little notes that I've had here. And uh, that's kind of, you know, the, my little podcast notes go in here sometimes too. So, and um, you know, when I'm done with it, it'll just go stick it in the closet somewhere and be done and grab another one. So yeah, it's good. So yeah, I feel good about heading into 24 because I finished 2023 pretty solidly. I just had to fix the A5 slash project notebook situation. And I think I've done that. So we'll see how it goes. You're, you're definitely full of journals. Yes. I, I feel like I'm still even like short one. I don't like the A5, it would go for more long form, just writing exploration, but I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. I, I've got what I need right now, so I'm, I'm pretty content. This episode is brought to you by our friends over at Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out from the crowd of a beautiful website, engage with your audience directly, and sell your products, services, or the content that you create. Squarespace has got everything you need all in one place. We talk about Squarespace as being the perfect place to build a website, but it's more than that. Not only can you make a beautiful website with their wonderful tools, you can also create wonderful email campaigns to encourage, you can encourage visitors to sign up as email subscribers when they hit your website and start them on the journey to becoming loyal customers. You just start with an email template, customize it by applying your brand ingredients like site colors and the logo. Plus you have built-in analytics that measure the impact of every send. These analytics, it's not just for emails, they have analytics for everything. You can learn where your site visitors are coming from, where your sales are coming from and analyze which channels are most effective for you. You can use this to improve your website and build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords or most popular products and content. You will also be able to sell products in an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital goods, Squarespace has all of the tools and integrations you need to start selling online if that's something you want to do. But one of my favorite things about Squarespace is you start with a website you can add these pieces in. They're all available to you when you need them, and you can add them into your site so easily to expand it, build it out, and make it more and more and more. Go to squarespace.com slash penaddict today, and you can sign up for a free trial. You can build your entire website, and when you're ready to launch it to the world, that's when you sign up. Use the code penaddict to check out, and you'll save 10% of your first purchase of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com slash penaddict, and the code penaddict when you decide to sign up to get 10% of your first purchase and show your support for the show. Our thanks to Squarespace for the continued support of this show and all of Relay FM. All right, we're going to talk about a couple of stationary resolutions later in the show, but I want to hit yeah. some news and notes real quick. Mm-hmm. And a very sad note, a very frustrating note mm. uh, our friends up at Wonderpins in toronto uh they got robbed uh last week Sucks. and i hated seeing this i had a very emotional reaction to this and knowing liz and john you know pretty well we've got to visit with them before and obviously talk to them from time to time um liz is one of my favorite just writers on uh, like in our little stationary realm, you know, she runs a business, she put out a newsletter and she's always done some really neat, um, really, really uh, talented. She's a very talented writer and she is, she, you can tell the emotion came out in this and I appreciated her, you know, putting it all out there, yeah, how, how much it affects them personally, mm-hmm. not from a retail store standpoint, but, 
from a, hey, we're a stationary business. You know, we're, this is our life. Why would you, you know, affect our life in this way? Why, why would, why would someone do this? So anyway, I, I implore you to just go read this piece. Um, you know, it's, it's very emotional. And, uh, just to uh, all, all the, all the good vibes to, uh, Liz yeah. and John and getting this, she's, you know, she said it wasn't, you know, they didn't take too much, didn't steal too much. It just looked like a random kind of thing. And, you know, who knows if the people will ever be caught, but, um, and, and they'll get through it, but any support y'all can give them, uh, just at, at at least, uh, mm-hmm. going to read this piece, uh, definitely go do that, please. Randomly, <laughs> really flipping the switch here. Uh, Lamy, right before Christmas, and I saved this since, uh, we were off last week. Um, <laughs> Lamy Global, my good friends at Lamy, hire me Lamy, um, put out a post on Instagram. Hey, check out all of these pen combinations we made with the Lamy Safari. And when I saw this, I was like, they're actually going to do it. They're putting, you know, combination pens. They're letting some mix and match happening, uh, mix and match happen in their product line. And it turns out they're not. It was more just a a festive kind of fun post, which it was a really good post. I'm not going to like, I'm not going to knock them for that. It was a really fun post, but they, they made like, a Grinch Lamy Safari with like a green body and a red grip. And they made a Kevin home alone one with a yellow cap, a red center and a white grip or something like that. And, you know, buddy, the pen for buddy, the elf. So they were some funny things like that, but I was really like, they really kind of got me at first. I'm like, Oh, look at this. They're going to do it. And this isn't exactly what I wanted them to do anyway to take their existing parts and just allow people to mix and match i i, I want a little bit more than this too but um reading the comments a lot of a lot of people really did not like these <laughs> did not like what they were doing here no, with the they're mix strange and match. combos <laughs> yeah they i it's not it it's a two it's a twofold thing for me right it's like as someone who wants Lamy to have some more creativity in their product lineup, I'm like, yes, do this. But it was really just like simply a marketing fun thing. And it's, they're very average, right? Results because you, there's only so many colors you can mix and match, right? Like the Kevin one that's red, yellow, and white is like, well, that could be the McDonald's one too, right? It's, mm. there's, it's very, uh, very few options than these. So, um, anyway, I thought that was interesting because it caught me off guard. I was like, I had to do a double take. I was like, oh, they're doing it. And that, uh, spoiler alert, they're not doing it. So <laughs> anyway, I just want to throw that out there. And lastly, before we get to our resolutions, this would leads in perfectly. Uh, the new Chronodex 2024 is out there. I will always link to these, uh, that Patrick Ng puts out. Um, this is a free download for people who use the Chronodex system for, uh, tracking and planning their years um he always creates like a six six month pack of layouts and i just think they're the coolest thing to look out on the planet and what i would never use them in a million years it's a lot it's it's the most visually appealing things that i've ever seen yeah so i i always link that because he does this for free right like there's i i think in the past there's been a product that's done like a pre-printed but this is really yeah, kind of a roll yeah, a roll cool. your own thing. Um, so he builds um, he builds PDFs for six months of the year and uh, puts them out there for free just because he's an awesome person and I just love the concept of 
of the Chronodex, despite having literally zero interest in ever using something like that. So, uh, all right. So that's going to get everyone's year started. Uh, what kind of stationary resolutions do we have from our listeners, Mike, which we requested? Yeah, we got got a handful in and went to pick out a couple. Uh, Darren wrote in to say, for uh, I'm switching from the Hobonichi Cousin Avec page day a page per day planner which is an a5 mm-hmm. product uh, to go all in on plotter with both the a5 and bible shaped size loaded Ooh. and ready to go i'm of two minds about it though hobonichi has been working well for me for a few years now but the empty weekend pages bothered me and something appeals about loose pages i can remove scan and archive i won't truly truly know until i've left the evac behind what do you think about this having used both of these products yeah so this is a this is an interesting statement because Darren kind of nails it at the end. I'm not going to truly know until I leave the old system behind. And so there's always this kind of question or consternation about making these changes from like what's generally working, but in Darren's case had a couple of minor problems that they're trying to solve. Um, I've used, like you said, both the A5 and Bible size, well, my my narrow size is similar to the Bible size in that it's a smaller um, format than the A5s. Um, the A5 plotter didn't work for me for reasons that it sounds like it's going to work for Darren in that I didn't, I could use it like my um, planner, like my William Hanna, right? Where I have a portable, movable, restructurable, larger format planning type of notebook which i think if i still had that old my old a5 plotter that might have been the choice for my planning notebook right because it does allow you to have the loose pages to re lay out your notebook as needed to very very much customize it um it's easier to scan like that's important to darren so i think that's going to work i'm curious with the addition of the Bible size, how is there going to be a separation between what the Bible is the Bible size going to be for planning and calendars and the A5 going to be for journaling, planning the bigger work, like literally based on how the sizes go. If that's the case, I think you're going to be in good shape because it sounds like there's some benefits to the plotter that would work specifically for Darren that may not work for other people. So yeah, I, I think it's good because in retrospect, if I still had that a five size plotter, um, that could have very well been my choice for my project notebook, because that's the type of flexibility that I wanted in the, in a system. So yeah, I, th- I think Darren's in good shape. sounds like it's going to be good. So, um, we'll check back in next year, Darren, to see how it goes. Like, did you miss the effect or did the new system work? Brian says, uh, my theme for 2024 is going to be the year of exploration, which is to hopefully find new things I enjoy in all areas of my life. For the stationary portion of this, it's going to include using all of the stationary I've gathered over the years and to explore different ways of using them creatively. The theme system journal, thank you, Brian, is going to be at the core of this next year and will have many different pens and inks to help me explore the world around me. That, by the way, journaling is Mm -hmm. so good for using your stuff. Like, in my yep. opinion, the best way to use your pens is to journal because you are putting aside time every day. And like me, I use two pens. Like So one pen writes out my headings and then the other pen writes what I want to say. Like I think journaling is a great way if you're trying to use your stuff more. Journaling is the, is the answer for that. 
Yeah, and as someone who does not currently use the theme system, but has used it a lot in the past, I absolutely love it. Like it, it just hasn't fit in how I normally, mm-hmm. how I use things now. Mm-hmm. But when I did use it, I loved every minute of using it. So it's very valuable if you're, um, you know, doing like a daily kind of recap of your day and thinking about the things and having then also having the broader scope of you know, having your, your yearly theme continuation through the book and then having the habit trackers in the back, like all of it was really, really good. So I, I love that product, um, even though like I'm not using it right now, but I think it's fantastic. And I'm not just saying that because Mike's here. I found great value in that when I was doing it, but I just don't, um, I just don't journal like that right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll come back to it. One Maybe. Year. It's always there for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Henry writes in to say, my resolution is to use the Hobonichi Techo for 2024 more consistently. I've used my Techo for journaling, but when life got hectic, I would drop the habit. This year, I've made a plan to fill in pages during hectic periods of time. I was given a deck of cards called Art Genius with a different modern artist on each card. The suits represent different modern art movements: uh, Dada Surrealism, Impressionism, Pop Art, etc. I'm going to get a wa- I'm going to washi a card a week and print the art on days when I'm busy. Nice. Heck to the yes so um the hardest thing about journaling and i think everyone will agree with this statement is you need it the most when you least want to do it (laughs) right the hectic Mm -hmm. periods of time are when you need to be journaling the most and that's the hardest time to do it so props to henry for thinking about that um i also love the prompts idea any type of prompts right so i'm kind of using my music as my prompts to write more and writing more means using more stationery using more pens using more inks using more notebooks yeah maybe just typing it digitally you know whatever so like that's been my prompts recently um and then having these card prompts are really really good and you know, Henry's talking about, I'm going to wash your card a week and print the art on the days when I'm busy. Yeah. I just, I love that. So like, I am going to try to do like one music album review per week and post that on my micro.blog. blog. And I'm talking like 100 to 200 word review. I'm not, I'm not pitchfork over here and I don't have that vocabulary to talk about music that well. Um, but like, I'm going to, you know, write a hundred words on why I like a certain album yep. uh, once a week. Like that's going to be one of my things. I've also, um, I'm started, um, a song a day playlist to where, you know, if I find something new or listen to an old song, whatever I've listened to during the day, I'm going to pick one song and throw it on a playlist. And, um, you know, that's an idea I also got from the Crucial Tracks, which we'll put a link in the sh- in the show notes. Uh, so the writer of Crucial Tracks is this is their third year in a row doing that. And it's like it just seems like a really fun thing for someone who listens to as much music as I do. That would be an easy thing. And then I'm trying to incorporate these thoughts into how I use my stationery and track all that. So it goes back into the year of recording. So there you go. Uh, so do you want to know my stationary resolutions? Yes, I do. Uh, I'm going to unpack, move, and use is the way I'm thinking about my products. I still have a bunch of stuff in boxes from when we moved all in the loft. I'm going to get it all out and move it to the studio and then use it because that's where I use the majority of my stuff now. Um, And also, I want to create 
in the studio some space for uh, design. I want to get like a specific desk, like table kind of thing that I want to put in. Yes. Which won't have any computers on it and will just be like space for me to iterate and draw and then to use design-focused stationery more to to let me do it. I actually did this today, Brad. I was working on another layout for the Psychic Notepad kind of platform, right? So we have Mm -hmm. the calendar version now and I have another idea and I was like using a craft knife and cutting up pieces of paper and moving them around and doing the whole yep. thing. So yep. I want to, but like I have to like take Adina's desk and use that, but and then, but it's not what I want. So I want like a proper table desk thing here where I can have that stuff and have all my design inspo stuff and just make it focus for that. So Perfect. Do you still use that um, Ikea, was it the Alex drawer shelf thing? I have them, yeah. And I have yeah. a bunch of stuff in them. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I have them here at the studio and I have one at home which has stuff in it, uh, but I'm going to bring a bunch of that stuff to the yeah. studio. Cool, cool, cool. Um, I don't have many stationary re- resolutions, but I do have one particular one which may sound odd coming from me, but I want to use my fountain pens more. And I say that yep. because I use as many standard pens as anybody I know who really enjoys fountain pens <laughs> i use ballpoints and rollerballs and gel ink pens and pencils more than i use fountain pens and i have all these super awesome fountain pens and this is part of like you know kind of curating uh how many pens i own and things like that you know i want to use the pens that i love so much like there's a reason why i've kept these pens and there's a reason why these pens are important to me you got to use them so i found last year i probably used fountain pens like more than more than most people you know i'm probably in the one percent of fountain pen users but relative to the amount of fountain pens that i have Mm. um i didn't use them that much compared to the other pens you know given as much writing as i do much handwriting as i do i would tend to reach to towards um other pen choices pen style choices so i want to be more consistent in my fountain pen usage next year which is a funny thing for me to say but it's a very true situation that i'm in right now uh, when i yep. think about it more broadly so yeah i that is something i'm gonna focus on you know have real intent when i'm using these fountain pens for um you know to to make sure i'm getting the good use out of them because they deserve it very cool yep all right are we done for today I think that's it. Let's wrap it up here. If people have their own themes or uh, stationary resolutions or things that they want to achieve for this year that they would like to send in to us, great way to do that. Just go to penaddictfeedback.com and you can send them in along with your Ask TPA questions. Maybe we'll get to some of those on our next episode. So if you have some stuff, please send it in to us. Uh, if you would like to get in touch and find out what we're doing, go to penaddict.com. You can find Brad online. He's on micro.blog. He's, is it brad.micro.blog? Correct. Correct. Yep. So you can find Brad's stuff that he was talking about earlier on. There'll be a link to that in the show notes, which over at relay.fm slash penaddict slash 596. You can find us in your podcast app of choice. Uh, you can find Brad on twitch.tv slash penaddict. He's penaddict on Instagram and threads. I am iMike, I-M-Y-K-E, and we spoke about the theme system journal a bunch of times in this episode. You can find that over at cortexbrand.com. Thanks to Pen Chalet and Squarespace for their support of this week's episode. But thank you for listening for joining us as we start yet another year of the Pen Attic Podcast. Until next time, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad.